all of us. Everyone at the state's academic medical center. All working together to deliver complete care now and for generations to come. All over the state, including hospital and clinic locations from the Delta to the Gulf Coast. All for one reason. You. The University of Mississippi Medical Center. All for your health. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. On Southern Remedy Healthy and Fit, you get information about foods you should eat to stay in good health and tips on how to stay active. I'm Josie Bidwell, host of Southern Remedy Healthy and Fit, an associate professor of preventive medicine at the University of Mississippi Medical Center. Listen to the show every Monday at 11 or subscribe to the podcast by searching for Southern Remedy with your preferred podcasting app. This is Southern Remedy for Women on MPB Think Radio. I'm Dr. Allie Brown. I'm a pathologist and associate professor at UMMC. And today I am talking to you guys or with you guys about New Year's resolutions. Happy New Year to everyone, first of all. It is officially 2023. We have had a rough few years, I would say, uh, as, as a world, as a country, as a state. And I don't want to say it out loud. Oh, I'm going to say it, though. It almost feels like maybe things are getting a little bit more back to normal. Speaking on behalf of the world? On behalf of ago. the world. Okay. Right. On behalf of the world, you know. But, uh, you know, it, I feel like for the past couple of years, it's like, oh, another year. Here it comes again, you know, since 2020. Although I remember when it first became 2020, the, le- the year of perfect vision, right? No, the year that was- of clarity. <laughs> it just everyone was like, "Ooh, what a great number!" And this year is going to be awesome. And you know, many awesome things have happened over the past few years, of course. But we all know uh, that the world changed uh, and will never be the same. A couple of years ago, three years ago now, or almost three years ago, and so perhaps going into twenty twenty three, we can hope for more stability and for nor- more normalcy. I think for a lot of people, things are starting to feel a lot more normal. Or have been feeling a lot more normal for a while. So, it, you know, it's, it's my wish to everyone out there uh, that this continues and that this is going to be a great year for everyone. And how do we set our goals to make sure those types of things happen or, you know, the things that we can control? There's so much out of our control, which we know. But how do we, how do we help ourselves feel better, uh, to have better health proactively and Times of transition, like the new year, are great times for goal setting and for trying to achieve things that perhaps seemed uh, elusive in the past. So today we are talking about setting those goals and about New Year's resolutions in general. The number is one eight seven seven mpb ring That's one eight seven seven six seven two seven four six four. I'd love to hear your questions or comments uh, if you have any goals ahead for yourself and how you're going to accomplish those. Jay, happy new year to you. To you too. I feel like I I just tied all this together as you were saying it, but I I feel like, uh, you know, uh, one of the last uh, celebrities to pass in 2022 was Barbara Walters. Oh, I know it. On December 30th. She was a longtime host of 2020. You know, they had the SNL uh, skit where they kind of mocked how they said, how she said it was Sherry O'Terry. What kind of tree would you be? 2020. Mm -hmm. Uh So maybe we can retire even having to mention or think about 2020 now that Barbara Walters has passed away. I like that. That's clever. Yeah. 
We could just retire. 20, All right, I'm done with it. 2020. That's I just a, put it away. You have to say it like that. Yeah, uh, I just... Uh, yeah. Goodbye, 2023. 2020. Sorry. Oh, there 2020. Hi, 2023. Yeah, yeah. Don't, don't bury 2023 Oh, no, yet, we just right? got started. Yeah. But this is the week where it's like, uh, if you're writing a check, you're going to mess it up. Or, <laughs> you know, when you were at school, you had to write the, the date on the top of the page. You're going to have to scratch it out. Yeah, as a pathologist, you know, I have to enter lots of things into the medical record, you know, yep. and, and our yep. numbers for the lab always start with the year. And it's like you put in 2022 and you pull up a different patients like, well, oh, it's 2023. But people so. now, they don't know anything about writing the wrong, writing the wrong year. Just if you're cutting the check. Yeah. If you type the wrong year. I guess maybe that's the yeah. thing now, but I mean that's they don't know, they don't know about writing the wrong year on a check, right? You know, or writing the wrong year on a you know homework sheet on your deposit or slip. something like that, or a deposit slip or field something like that. Field trip permission form. Field trip permission form. <laughs> I still yeah. have to sign those. There's no there's no paper used in any of those places anymore. Yeah, mm. so I don't know. It's it's weird. It is weird. It's a different world, Jay. It's a different world. Well, how about New Year's resolutions? Do you set them? I tr- I try generally. To have like an idea of things like that vibe. I would like to do better. Yeah. yeah, you could call it a five. But I don't I don't like to uh um I tell my kids not to put God in a box, right? So mm, like okay. I, I I try not to put uh, the idea of what I'm trying to do successfully in a statistical box. Oh. At least early in the year. Don't box yourself in, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you could potentially be boxing yourself into failure, or you could box yourself into something less great than what you could do, I guess, if you want to think about it both ways. Right. Well, especially if it's something new that you're trying to do that's uh, either a change or you're learning something, mm-hmm. and giving your, yourself a, a statistical bar to hurdle right off the bat. And I don't know, maybe, maybe not the best way to go. So speaking of potentially setting yourself up for failure, there was a report that came out in 2014 Uh, that looked at people whose uh, New Year's resolutions and goals didn't work out. And about a third of them said it was because their goals were unrealistic. So, yeah, uh, sometimes we have overly stretched goals. That's kind of what I meant. Right. A a third of them just didn't even keep track of progress or whether they did it or not. They kind of just forgot about it. And then about 20% completely forgot altogether that they had even made a resolution, and then the rest said that they had made too many resolutions. See, that's me. That, well, that third one is me. Oh, that's right. I'm I forgot I was to be supposed to be keeping track of all this. <laughs> right. Whoops. Guess I'll start again next year. Well, that's the thing. At least there's always next year, right? So there was another study in 2007. It was a study of 3,000 people that showed that um, 88% of those people's uh, New Year's resolutions failed. Where's the sound effect? Bom, 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 bom. Right. That's the, that's not a uplifting kind of inspirational number, is it? It's not. What are we doing wrong with that? <laughs> right. Maybe that should be. The, Who are they the, asking? That's is the what topic I want to know. The show. Yeah. Why are we? They might have been at, not asking the the right people. Uh, and then of those eighty eight percent that failed, over uh, over fifty percent of them, fifty two percent felt that at the time that they made their resolution, that they were confident of their success. Interesting. Are we being led astray by uh, <laughs> by uh, commercial America as to what our goals should be at the beginning of every year? And then and then uh, I guess just being realistic takes us into the areas that we need to live instead of what we thought we needed to do. Is I that, guess like that's a, what's happening we here? feel like we have to make one and, and we're not uh, strategic about it, perhaps. Yeah. And where did all this come from? Um, 
2000 BC, the Babylonians would celebrate the new year and they would have celebrations about a new beginning to things and things like that. You know, humans, we love having a momentous start to something where there's significance, etc. You know, lots of other cultures celebrate New Year's. There's the, the Lunar New Year for our, uh, folks in Asia, Rosh Hashanah for um, Jewish population. There's a Persian New Year, et cetera, et cetera. And all of these have in common um, that they're leaving behind bad things of the past and starting anew with good intentions and, and luck. So I think it's part of the human condition to have uh, a time of renewal and a time of new beginnings. And that's a good thing. It's a good thing. I agree. So how can we make ourselves more successful in trying to turn over a new leaf mm. or set some sort of goal? And we can, we're going to talk all about that today. Call us with your questions or comments. I'd love to hear about your New Year's resolutions. Are you the person that makes these resolutions every year or doesn't make them every year? New Year's resolutions started back as early as the 1800s uh, as a great time to be able to think about certain specific goals to set for the new year, ways to improve, uh, bad habits to be rid of. What are your New Year's resolutions? We're going to talk about how to have maybe a bit more success at resolutions you may set. Hopefully they're about your health and wellness. Those are great ones uh, to go about. And whether it's mental health, physical health, et cetera, just ways to improve over the new year. As we were talking about before, a large percentage of New Year's resolutions do fail. So how do we set the best of intentions and proceed with them to try to be as successful as possible? And we've talked a lot in the show uh, in the past about SMART goals, and SMART goals aren't unique to New Year's. They can be used anytime that you're trying to make some sort of an improvement or change in behavior. And it's an acronym that stands for, the S is for SPECIFIC. So it's good to set goals that are not too broad that they can't be attained. Like if I just say like, I want to be healthier this year. I mean, that's great. But how do you then define what that success is if it's not more specific? It's a lot easier to realize a success when your goal is something that's a bit tighter and a bit more succinct. The second is measurable, which relates to the specific goal. So measurable Uh what is the observation that you're going to make in order to tell whether that goal has been achieved or if you're working toward that goal that you are heading in the right direction? So specific, measurable. The next one is achievable. Like we talked about in the first segment, uh, a large percentage of folks in, in one of uh, report from 2014, about a third of them failed their goal because they admitted that the goal was unrealistic in the first place. So the A in SMART is for achievable. So set a goal that isn't necessarily super easy. It's not like I woke up this morning, I turned on the light or brushed my teeth. Something that you can do but something that is perhaps what we would call a stretch goal that takes um, a bit of discomfort and can be a bit difficult, but can be done. The R in SMART is for relevant. If it doesn't mean something to you, you're likely not going to follow through. And where this comes into play is uh, setting goals that perhaps you know someone else would be interested in you doing. You know, a lot of our um, friends who, for instance, uh, smoke, you know, there's a lot high failure rate in um, quitting smoking. And a lot of times when you talk to someone who finally did quit smoking after many, many years and many attempts, they'll say, well, you know, at this time, I was just really ready to quit. 
perhaps in the past they had uh, wanted to quit because a spouse perhaps was encouraging them or children or they know that it's just not healthy for them. But until that goal becomes relevant to you internally, you're less inclined or less uh, apt to follow through with those goals. So you want it to be relevant, something that you really feel internally and that means something to you. And finally, the T in SMART is for time-bound. If you leave something very open-ended, you're less likely to be able to complete that. So saying, um, I want to exercise more this year, for example, we can look through the acronym SMART and try to make that more specific, first of all. So um, something that I've been thinking about is uh, doing more weight training. You know, I am a woman over the age of 40, and we know that for women, actually even over the age of 30, if you don't actively uh, do resistance training, weight-bearing exercise, you will be losing muscle mass year over year, and that accumulates over time. And frailty is a huge issue with our elderly population. So to, in order to stave off frailty and to keep muscle mass up and to have uh, the best health possible, it's very important for women to do some sort of weight-bearing exercise. So I've been thinking, I do a lot of cardiovascular exercise, some of that being weight-bearing, but I want to not just exercise more this year, I want to specifically do more weight training this year. I want it to be measurable, so what I'm going to say is I want to do weight training at least twice a week, okay, so that I'm measuring it. And I feel that is achievable. I didn't say I want to do it every day. I'm going to work out in the gym three hours a day. That would not be achievable for me. I have a family and a life and a job and obligations. But two sessions per week, at least, is very achievable for me. Uh, it's relevant because I do care very much about my fitness. And I recognize that I'm not getting any younger and that I need to be healthy for my family. So the relevance is there. And then time bound. I'm setting that two times every week. So there is a, a time-bound nature to my goal. So if you want to break down, if you've been thinking about something that you've been doing, it's very good um, and more effective if you can break those down in order to meet the, that SMART goal acronym. Specific, measurable, achievable, relevant, and time-bound. I'd love to hear you guys tell me all about your New Year's resolutions, your current ones, ones you've perhaps had in the past, why were they successful or why did they fail? We learn a lot from things that didn't work out. So I would love to hear from you guys. We do this show every year at New Year as a time of renewal. And what are some more popular resolutions that we see out there? Um, often about diet and exercise. There's, of course, quitting smoking, which we said before. Um, some that have occurred more in previous, in you know, I guess probably the more recent 10 or so years is detaching a bit more from social media or from devices. That's one that I've done in the past, not waking up first thing in the morning and grabbing your phone or uh, sitting at your desk at work and finding yourself absorbed into the phone at some point. Or, you know, it's very hard to break that sort of habit. That's another very common New Year's resolution. Uh, dieting is, an, is a common one that can go uh, well or, or not well. So, you know, a lot of these come up, and they're very relevant to so many of us, and that's why they are so common. But in general, um, changing a habit that already exists is very difficult. So a key one tip, and it's not to say that stopping a bad habit is a bad resolution. It's a great one. However, 
human nature and the way that we cognitively work is that it's much easier to start a new habit and not all habits are bad, right? So it's a lot easier to start a new good habit than it is to break an old bad habit. So if you're thinking about perhaps setting a goal for the year, you might want to keep that in mind. Have you had an experience in the past where it was very difficult to break an old habit? Your neurons get wired in a certain way and behavior patterns really become very solidified and it just can, it can be done, but it can be very difficult. So perhaps taking on something new, like learning to play an instrument or um, learning a new language, et cetera, a lot of those things or, or taking on an exercise routine can, can be a bit easier. We're going to go to the phone lines now and talk to Kat, who's calling us from Mobile. Hey, Kat. Happy Good New Year. Friday. Good Friday. Happy New Year. <laughs> Thanks. Happy today. <laughs> um, I just wanted to comment, and that was literally my thought, that I don't make um, resolutions, but I add things. I make changes and not reg- resolutions. And so last year, it was to be more healthy and consume more water. That's so a good one. Of saying, ma'am? That's a good one. I'm just saying consuming more water. Yes, ma'am. And so instead of saying, okay, I'm not going to do this, I'm not, the restraint of can't, like naturally we're rebellious in human nature. <laughs> so I said, let me not restrict myself. Let me just say I'm going to add two extra bottles of water a day. I'm going to add this to my routine, just like you were saying, rather than the constraint of no, because things look so much better when you can't have them. <laughs> so, <laughs> that's true. So, um, that's what I've been incorporating. And also something that may be helpful I'm listening to um, an audio book called Think and Grow Rich. It's by, I think, Napoleon Hill. But it's, it's really about the power of the mind and how changing your mind can change your life. And just um, one of the quotes he said um, that I was listening to this morning was that it takes just as much energy to think positively about change as it does to be negative about it. And it sounds so simple, but it's so profound, too. So that's just my input. I hope you have a great Friday and a great weekend and a great year. Same to you, Kat. Thanks so much for that. That 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 I love that quote and, and those thoughts. And uh, thanks for being a, a listener. And we'll talk to you later on in the year. Thanks, Kat. So, yeah, there you go. Kat was saying it's it's easier. <laughs> Things sound so good, she said. They, they just seem so much more appealing when you can't have them. So <laughs> restricting yourself can be very difficult. So I love that uh, resolution that Kat made about drinking more water. Um, many of us don't drink enough water. I know, you know, we all get busy or we're running around and we just don't have access to it. Trying to carry water around with you, sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. But it's amazing how much better you will feel if you're properly hydrated and, you know, for your health of your kidneys, um, for just the health of the constituents of your blood and aids in digestion. I mean, the entire body, all of the mechanics and the workings and the physiology of your body works based on water. So that's a great one. It's so important for your health. If you're like Kat and you've set resolutions uh, and you try not to deprive yourself, but instead to take on a new healthy habit, I think that's great. Call us and let us know. 
and share your tips for success. Share a book that you've enjoyed reading. I like what Kat said. I mean, it does take uh, the same amount of energy, right, to think either negatively or positively about something. But a lot of times we get stuck kind of in that negative wheel of thinking about negative thoughts all the time in response to change or anything else that's occurring. But looking at things and really changing your perspective and looking at things as opportunities and in the positive light over time, if you consistently uh, actively do that, then you're going to make a new habit inside your own mind to do that as well, or at least help yourself to, to have a better outlook on things. So thanks so much for that comment, Kat. So as you're saying, um, common things are common. Many resolutions have a theme, and most of them tend to be about fitness and health, which is great for our show because we like to talk all about health and wellness from a woman's perspective. So drinking water, like Kat talked about, weight training, like what I'm trying to, to, to do, stopping smoking, and then all the things that have to do with mental health, spending more time with your family, resolving maybe some um, issues with relationships that you've had in the past. This is a time to start anew and to tackle things that perhaps you need a little bit more of a push to do because there's a new year and that can serve as a nudge to get some things done. So this is Southern Remedy for Women on MPB Think Radio. I'm your host, Dr. Allie Brown. I am a pathologist and associate professor at UMMC, the University of Mississippi Medical Center here in Jackson, Mississippi. And today we are greeting the new year. Welcome to 2023, talking all about setting goals for yourself to have a healthier and happier year. We talked uh, with our friend Kat, who calls into the show, not uncommonly, about uh, a goal that she had for herself, which was to drink more water. My goal is to do more weight training in my exercise routine. What are your goals? Our producer, Jay, does not like to box himself into a resolution, so and that's fine, too. Um, it, it's a time of year. And you know what? It doesn't have to be the new year for you to start a resolution to, for you to say, you know, this is the day that I've decided to make a change. How about new March or new April? You know, it can be any time. Jay. I do want to say, <laughs> I also, knew something was coming. <laughs> I do want to also say that I, I, I do like not just abandoning, abandoning resolutions just cause it's January 2nd. I, okay. I hate that we want to stack up all the resolutions, you know, at midnight. Oh, like you December better have it ready. First. You better and have it ready yes, to go. As soon yeah. as these topple, well, this can't happen anymore. Now you've got oh, to well. wait until next year. I'm my year. old self again. Right. Yeah. <laughs> well, this year's useless. You know, you got to throw it away on, you know, 20 minutes into the new year. But, you know, people like it's part of our human, uh, our human makeup to have something to symbolize, like a time of significance to do something like to make a change. And I think that's how that's all come about, yeah. you know, this time of renewal, this time of change, et cetera. The whole thing, taking it back over to January, a new year. It's a momentous thing. It's a big thing. And writing the different, the wrong year down. Writing the like wrong you year and you're in on that one check, you write a year or something like that. I, I feel like I still have to write checks. I don't know. I have to get with some of my <laughs> some of my people about getting some automatic draft or something. Right. Come on. It is 2023. Officially. And, it's a, and with the change of each year, too, it's another round of uh, professional uh, people mm-hmm. who were born on years <laughs> that you remember very well. Yeah, for, that's for disturbing. For things that happened in your adult life. Right. You know? 
Yeah, that was the year my niece was born. Oh, well, now those people are dying. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> no, I'm just, no, but, but it's true. I know what you mean. You'd be like, oh, my gosh, you were born in like the 90s. And then it's like, oh, wow, now you're born in the 2000s, et cetera. Yeah. And as a physician, I have to say that um, when I see people's date of birth, you know, and I see mm-hmm. that they have these illnesses and I'm looking at things. And as a pathologist, you know, making diagnoses and looking at biopsies and surgical specimens where they used to kind of be older, I used to look at the the date of birth and I'd be like, oh, oh look, they're kind of like my parents' age or like they're older than me. Now I'm like, wait, they're younger than me? Like it just yeah. starts to look really weird, right? I mean, as uh, something's changing, I guess it's me. I don't know. It's like yeah, that's it. See, I worked in sports for a long time, so when it when mm-hmm. it really start to hit me is when I have a date of births on the back of player cards and <laughs> right. on player pay information pages. I, you know, but wait, we look the same age. Yeah, the 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 date of birth years were seasons that I remember. I'm like, oh, now I sound like my dad saying that. Uh, okay. Well, well, I'll tell you, just uh, I grew up in the dental school. My father um, was in academia for many, many years um, at LSU and here at UMC. He was the chairman of orthodontics um, at UMMC for many, many years. And when I was a kid, I used to come up to the dental school and I would see him teaching dental students. And I thought, wow, those dental students look so old. I, know, right? I just was like, they're like grown ups. And then over time, when after I came on faculty at, at UMC, when I finished my training, you know, I started looking at the medical students and thinking, wow, they're starting to kind of look young, you know, because they were younger than me. And then as, you know, as I got more and more into my career now, really, when I look at a medical student, I'm like, how are you in medical school? You're a child, you yeah, know, yeah. but they're the same. They, they're the same age as right. I was when I was in medical school, et cetera. And when those dental schools looked, students looked so old when I was a kid. But what's changed is me. Right. Right. But, uh, you know, it is it is. Yes, it is a time of renewal. It is a time of another year going by. But frankly, we're not we're that much older than we like were the that. year. It sounds cool when you say it like that. <laughs> okay. Well, I hope I have Your inflection made it sound a whole lot better there. Well, you know, I'm putting I, it into action. I don't just, I'm, I'm totally yeah, messing, I'm, I'm I'm messing to, with I'm you. I'm trying now. to represent it. You know, yeah, I'm on yeah. the radio. Yeah, no, you know that was good. Saying? It was very well yeah, done. Thank you very much. I appreciate that. We're going to go to the phone lines and talk to our friend Mikey, who's calling us from Mobile. Hey, Mikey. Happy New Year. Hey, Happy New Year. I'm calling you both really inspirational and the people that call in. Okay, <laughs> what good. I'm calling you. All right. <laughs> uh, uh, okay, uh, first of all, oh, geez, uh, listen, wait till you get to the point where you go into the emergency room and the doctor that's fixing you up <laughs> and you're talking about this long-term disability that you have <laughs> that was caused by accident and he or she says, well, I was born that year. Oh, no. <laughs> the year of your okay. injury. Yeah. Oops. Okay. And there you go. You know, it's like I'm going, I'm going but no, I survived. I survived all these decades. Anyway, <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, the other thing is that there, the, you were talking about, I want to point out that there is, and I'm not, because I'm not a scholar, I'm just somebody who likes to read stuff, and um in some of the readings that I've done um, regarding Babylonian and Middle Eastern and ancient, very, very ancient, you know, things that are considered to be the first establishments of written history that we know of, um, there is a god, it may have been a Greek or Roman, Janus mm-hmm. or Janus, the double-headed, double-faced, the two-faced god. And this god is not two-faced because, well, it is. But I mean, it's he's two headed. Yeah. 
No, because it looks forward and it looks back at the same time. This is where January probably came from. It is where January came from. That's right, Mikey. Okay. Anyway, um, and my resolution, (laughs) okay, now, this is where I'm pinning myself to the wall because I know y'all are going to, I know y'all ain't going to forget this one, especially if I ask you about it, um, is to (laughs) get back in touch with my stringed instruments. Oh, lovely. Yeah. I I have left them too long for other things that I, you know, said, well, I got to do this and I got to do that and I got to do this and I got to do that. Well, some of those things have burned to (laughs) to the ground. (laughs) And um, now I've got to, I've got to do that. I've got to get back to my instruments. I love that, Mikey. It's an inside thing. All right. I'll take care. Happy New Year, and thank you for everything. (laughs) Thank you. Happy New Year. (laughs) Yeah, and what what I'll add for Mikey, you know, there has been research that has shown an association um, that uh, learning an instrument, and I know that uh, you're coming back to your strings, so it's something that you've already had a lot of experience in, but in in, – Furthering a pursuit of playing an instrument. Another thing is uh, learning a new language that 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 type of activity, mental activity, has actually been shown to uh, be protective against dementia or to um, slow or decrease the risk of developing dementia. So there are some specific type of activities that involve our brain um, that can that have been shown to lessen or reduce our risk of developing dementia and instruments, learning a new instrument or playing an instrument and learning a new language. So those are two great um, uh, resolutions or goals to set for the year um, for uh, not just to take something off or do something that means something to you, but also for your health, for your mental health. So I think that that's a fantastic one. And I will be asking Mikey next time she calls if she's been picking up her strings uh, and playing them, which I think she probably will because now she knows we're listening and holding her accountable. And being held accountable for goals is another great way, excuse me, to be successful when you're setting a goal for a new behavior. So, um, having someone or a way of being held accountable. They talk about bringing a friend to the gym and things like that, you know, having a, a, not just being accountable to yourself, but having a way that you're either checked in on or doing something with a friend has also been shown to make uh, setting new goals or new activities more successful. So we'll be doing that for you, Mikey, and thanks for your call. This is MPB Think Radio. I'm Dr. Allie Brown, and this is Southern Remedy for Women, the show all about addressing issues of health and wellness from a woman's perspective. It is officially 2023, and it is a great time to start thinking about new goals for the new year. We're looking forward to having a nice, stable, happy year in 2023. We're putting the vibes out there and asking the universe just to give them right back to us. Come on, everybody, take a second. Let's have a cumulative vibe putting out there. Let's have a good 2023 this year. All right, I think it's going to happen. I feel, I feel like we, we all did it together. We're talking about new goals and New Year's resolutions. What are some common goals? What are some ways to be more successful when setting goals and following through on them? We heard from a few of our listeners about goals that they're setting. Um, we talked in our last segment about some great goals to bring on 
new habits to bring on, bringing on actually new good habits tends to be easier than breaking older bad habits just because um, those things that you've been doing a long time are much more difficult to stop doing and it's easier to start doing something new. Not that you shouldn't stop doing the stuff. That's not good stuff. But if you want to try to set yourself up for more success with your New Year's resolution in general, one tip is to do something where you're bringing on a new healthy or good habit. Uh, We heard Mikey say that she is going to be uh, picking back up her stringed instruments, which is also very good for mental health and the um, reduction in risk for dementia. And Kat talked about drinking more water, another great healthy habit to bring on, which is just so good for your overall health and wellness. Some other very common uh, New Year's resolutions are to read more books. That's something that people often resolve to do. And a goal like that is quite broad. So when using our SMART goal techniques, which again stands for specific, measurable, achievable, relevant and time bound, it might be better than rather to say, I want to read more books to say that I am going to read uh, one book every month this year, or one book every two months this year, you want to make sure that those goals are achievable to set yourself up for success, but maybe still something that takes a little bit of effort, that's a bit of a reach, and being a bit more specific and saying how many books you're going to read, and more time bound in a way by saying every one or two months. Um, makes it then measurable and makes it uh, more likely that you're going to achieve success with those goals. So thinking about doing that SMART goals. So drinking more water is on the list of some of the more common New Year's resolutions. And then drinking less alcohol is on that. But that's one of those things where you might be um, uh, trying to break a habit that's a negative habit. So, you know, Maybe if you enjoy drinking a glass of wine at night, it's not necessary that you try to deprive yourself of that. A lot of people do what they call dry January, right? So if you, uh, a lot of people try to spend the entire month of January not drinking any alcohol. But if you feel you're going to have more success from maybe limiting the amount of alcohol, saying, oh, I'm just going to have a glass of wine on the weekends or um, when I go out to dinner or something like that, if that's more achievable, that's still a very healthy resolution to make. And being able to um, not totally give up on something that you like that might not be the healthiest thing might make you more successful in achieving that goal. Um, Another uh, common goal is to learn a new skill. And we talked about briefly about um, taking on a new instrument, about learning a new language being very good for your mind in general overall. But it also can can be very accomplished uh, feeling, bringing on a new skill. And a lot of people think, oh, I'm, you know, if I'm old and I, I never did this in my life and why if I can't do it now, there's, there's, it's never too late to be able to bring something new into your life that makes your life a more positive and fulfilling experience. Um, just an example for me, um, I started teaching group fitness when I was in my late 30s. Uh, that's a lot older than a lot of my friends who teach group fitness. And it's one of my favorite things and one of the best things that I've ever done in my life, being able to encourage other people to be more healthy and fit. And I've met so many like-minded, wonderful people in the process. So, you know, bringing on a new skill, like something like that, getting certified to do something you never thought you would do. Uh, It's out there. 2023 is your year and you can get out there and do it. I'd love to hear all about your New Year's resolutions or your goals that you're setting for 2023. They don't have to be a New Year's resolution. 
as Jay said, just because the clock ticked over at midnight, that doesn't have to be the time in which you're actually then setting a new resolution. You can set it today on Friday, January the 6th. This is Southern Remedy for Women on MPB Think Radio, the show all about addressing issues of health and wellness from a woman's perspective. I'm Dr. Allie Brown. I'm a pathologist and associate professor at UMMC here in Jackson, Mississippi. And today we are talking about how to start a healthier and happier new year by setting some goals for yourself and things that you can do in order to be proactive about your health and your wellness for 2023. We have talked with several of our guests about ways that they're improving their life and goals that they're setting for the new year. And we'd love to hear from you. This is our last segment of the hour. Of course, you can set goals for yourself and should throughout the year. But a lot of people use the ticking over of the new year as a momentous occasion to actually set those goals and put those forward. And it's also a matter of convention, right? This is a tradition that we've had for many, many years um, in our country and around the world of setting New Year's resolutions. So what's your New Year's resolution this year and how are you going to be successful with that? So we are talking also about some common New Year's resolutions, drinking more water, taking on a new skill. I had to giggle when I was looking at uh, the research I was doing at what are some New Year's resolutions. One of the big ones is to floss more, right? Who doesn't have that one every now and then, right? To floss more. What a simple one. Just pick up your dental floss, you know, you'll have a much better tooth cleaning experience if you just floss regularly, right? Our uh, dental friends who come on our show as guests would agree with that as well. Uh, There's another common one uh, to sleep more. Are you a night owl and you spend a lot of time staying up late later than you perhaps should? Getting to bed earlier um, is a very uh, important way of maintaining health. So we know that getting regular sleep and hitting those hours that you need hit for your age um, is very important to your overall health and wellness, both physical and mental. And, you know, some people do seem to require more or less sleep. We do a sleep show every year and we'll do another one this year. However, it is uh, imperative for you to at least have a regular sleep cycle and to get at least seven hours or so of sleep every night. So perhaps something that you can resolve this year is to get better sleep. Um, Breaking those digital addictions we talked about earlier. Uh, We all have them. My husband and I chuckle all the time how we tell our kids to get off of screens, but then we look at each other and we're both sitting on ours. So spending a little less time with your device, uh, perhaps um, setting up an area in your home where you put that that one one. down. Say that one again. Has that never happened to you, Jay? Dr. Brown, say that one again (laughs) for the folks in the back. Has that ever happened to you, Jay? You have a lot of uh, children at your house. Yes. You say, get off your device, and then they look at you, and you're sitting there. And also a wife. (laughs) Right. But you're doing it yourself. I know you're checking the scores, Jay. No. No? No. You're not on your device at the house? If I may toot my own horn, I am good about not being stuck to my phone. So how do you do that? I go out of my way, actually, to be not stuck to my phone. I don't know. It's some of my dad's curmudgeonry. I just get it from him. Oh, I like you spinning that curmudgeonry in the in a positive light. I'm, I'm a fan. No, no it's it's. Uh, I, I'm really. Um, I try to stay in tune about being in those moments mm-hmm. and not being attached. Uh, I I don't know. We we joke about this on Everyday Tech that we are a generation that's kind of the perfect one in between digital and tactile. So we're we are like the generation that can work both. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so it's. Um, we're probably the last generation that'll know what it's like to take a break from your phone 
And, I and hope to, not, Jay. And to yeah. know, well, it might be I, right. Like newer generations have to be taught how to take breaks from right. their electronics. Right. Like we remember what it was like to get electronics the first time, and like how this blew our world away. Yeah. But we still remember how it was to go outside and not have a cell phone. So I, you know, it's it's. And we were okay. Trying we to preserve a, a little bit of that. Yeah. And and yeah. and. Uh, how that can slow your brain down a little bit, slow your life down a little bit when you're not necessarily uh, available to everybody. That's what it is. I, I just said all those words. I, I just that you just got some J stream of consciousness right there. <laughs> she went through all those words to say that it's uh, it's a it's wall. A go- that's it's a, a good wall goal I put to between make. myself and everybody. It's a good resolution to make, and yeah. uh, it's something. I think I made that resolu- I made that last year, and it worked for a little. It kind of ebbs and fl- waxes and wanes, I guess. Um, well, I think a lot of it depends me, on how important you are to work. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. It says a lot about how important I am to work. They just <laughs> let me drift right off and they don't care. <laughs> no, but, uh, you know, like my wife, it's harder for her to detach like that. Well, so, and know. I'll tell you, I do a lot of work from home and that detaching, and it's all electronic because I'm not getting phone calls. People aren't showing up at my door. Right. It's being connected to a device and constantly checking emails and getting text messages. So it's a real thing. And as you you talked about your mind slowing down, it really does. When you put it down, you just do become a lot more re- yeah. relaxed. It is that addiction and that dopamine release to pick up that bright screen and to get that hit. It's like that for our children, but it's like that for us too as adults. Well, I think the best way it's been put to me or the best way that – uh, um, I guess was put in a way that made me take a step back is um, thinking about how before cell phones, maybe cable TV was the closest thing you had to changing the entertainment that was being put on in front of you second by second and mm-hmm. just flash things in front of you. But now you could just infinitely with YouTube, TikTok, Snapchat, anything like that you could just infinitely keep just keep on flashing to the next thing until you find what you want you know and at the same time you can find just as many things that offend you and so we're just not our brains are not supposed to be taking on that much information that quickly yeah and so i try to i try to block myself from getting hung up in that because i have before it's an easy thing to do it is it's an easy road to go down yeah and it is a great thing, especially if you work. If uh, if a lot of your you work, work is you at work home. in the media, by the way, Jay. <laughs> right. Well, that's a that's a part that's of it a part too. Of it. Um, if you work from home a lot, mm-hmm. uh, and that can show what your hours are that you're doing work from home. Yeah, because you don't leave. And then that <laughs> you don't can, leave work. That it's at can show out when you do your your detaching, mm-hmm. your digital detaching. Which I mean, look these these networks are great for stuff like that. But when your time is strewn out more with work. It strows out your detaching time more, and then that pushes more into your rest time. And then that's where usually what? That's where we mess ourselves up because it comes out of rest time, right? I think if we all spent a little more time with mindfulness and with detaching from our devices for 2023, that perhaps uh, we'd all be a little bit happier or maybe even a lot bit happier in this world. And like you talked about finding things to be offended about and being angry about things, you know, maybe... A more zen environment, an environment a little less electronic, a little less connected so we can connect with one another rather than with our device. What do you Ooh, think about that, that was very, Jay? That was very well done. Did you like that? That was very nice. That's it. That's the first show of 2023 ending on a very deep note. 
Allie and Jay just getting the deal, you know, just putting it down there, like telling everybody what's up. So that's that. If you don't have a resolution or goal to set, there you go. There's one for you if you're interested, detaching a little bit more. Right, Jay? Yes, ma'am. <laughs> Today's Southern Remedy, as you heard, was produced and engineered by the wonderful Jay White. I'm Dr. Allie Brown. Thank you so much for being with us and join us next Friday at 11 for Southern Remedy for Women which is a production of Mississippi Public Broadcasting and provided by funding from University of Mississippi Medical Center and support from listeners like you on MPB Think Radio. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand.